0: What is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Script Steve here to reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. How oh, would you like this music? Today is May 9th, 2021. By the way, that's Mother's Day. If you don't, oh, I hope you got something. I just hope you got something. For me, I got something, but it's in the mail. I already told my mom that, so I'm kinda in the clear. Bought her some nice roses. I think I'm kinda in the clear. So, it's 3.06 AM in the morning. I'm not burning the midnight oil, if you're wondering. I did not work late today, but I worked all day. Actually came home, took a shower, came home late, watched a movie, out of all things. Yes, a movie in the theaters. I'm gonna do a movie review today this movie you should not see and I'm going to talk about some other things too I'm going to talk about this editorial article that just popped up on my Facebook page got me a little triggered but before all that I want to talk about this barbecue again I tell you I have a barbecue today Mother's Day barbecue I'm responsible for the poop park, and I I, I effed it up I'm going to want to swear I effed it up <laughs> that's what they say all right Okay, I'm going to turn this down, everyone. Oh, oh, yes. I'm not even joking about that. My pork shoulder is screwed up. And I I thought I was taking my time with it. And I just... I, oh, boy. I just want to pull all my hair out right now. So, thank God. Uh, I'm not a professional barbecuer yet. Uh, thank God. Um... At today's barbecue, there won't be a lot of people, and I think I can still save this by uh, adding a little salt. So here's what happens. You know, when you put together uh, any type of barbecue rub, uh, usually it consists of all your favorite spices and then some sugar. Now, what type of sugar should you use? Uh... You don't want to use white sugar. You definitely don't want to use white sugar, and uh, so you usually use a brown sugar. Now, why do you use do you use brown sugar over white? Well, it's because brown sugar tends to be a, lo- a little more heat resistant, so it won't caramelize your 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 meat uh, very quickly. So you can put uh, quite a bit of brown sugar on top of your meat, and it won't turn. It won't create a bark on your your barbecue very very early. So I used. I didn't use white sugar. I don't think I did. I didn't use brown sugar, which I should have. I think I used stevia. Oh my God. Like there was, there was like a, some type of sugar on top of the table. And I just, for one reason or another, dude, when I was, I just wasn't thinking. I was not thinking. So I put together my rub, mixed it all up, and I just like took a few scoops, scoops of this thing. Yeah, I think that sugar, I didn't realize I need brown sugar. I didn't realize that wasn't white sugar, and when I came home today to go test it, and I wanted Pitmaster Keith to say, "Hey, Keith, this tastes a little different," and then he tasted it and says, "Yeah, where's all the smoke flavor? Why is it, it doesn't have as much smoke? Because we're known for like putting a lot of smoke into our meat, and uh, yeah, there wasn't much smoke." I said, "This, this is crazy. Something is wrong." So he was thinking maybe it's because we didn't use a picnic cut and we used a regular, you know, shoulder, the actual shoulder cut. And I said, no, we've even made it with the shoulder cut before. He said, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure why. And is it because it has no bone in it? But we made it without the bone. In fact, the last barbecue uh, that I had, the peaceful protest barbecue that we had, um, I made uh, pulled pork and it came out fine. I even made it with hickory hickory wood, which isn't as smoky as Chiave. So I uh, was oh, just scratching my head like wh- why didn't it have that much smoke flavor? Why did it have this very strange kind of sweet flavor that even canceled out the saltiness of it? You know, I put a lot of salt on top of there. Why did it cancel out the salt? Oh, it's the stevia. It got to be it's the stevia because stevia is really, really sweet. Um, how it's going to react in the, I guess, in a smoker, no one really knows. I think I do now, uh, I do know, because what happened was that when I was cooking this uh, roast, or oh, not this roast, but this, but this uh, shoulder yesterday, at 145 degrees, this thing was getting a good bark on it already, we're talking black, and I said, man, this is kind of strange, because usually it, a bark does not form that early, usually it starts forming maybe around the stall, which is 165 So by the time it was 158, I had to wrap this thing at 158 degrees before it even reached the stall because that that crust was forming way too quick. So I think stevia, and I'm pretty sure it's stevia, not sugar. Uh, it was actually giving me a, too much of a crust and I wasn't able to actually keep it in the smoker another three to four hours where, you know, I could actually get more smoke into there. So again, that's how it kind of ruined, you know, the um, stevia kind of ruined my, my smoke time. Now I didn't realize again at that moment that I had messed up. I just thought, okay, maybe the meat's reacting differently, but something I knew something was kind of off. So Again, when I was putting it in the oven, I wrap it and put it in the oven, I could smell the smoke flavor, but then when I pulled it last night, uh, you see, pulled pork, you don't really have to wait too long to like, it's not like brisket or any type of like ribs or anything like, like that where you have to kind of wait for it to actually until you eat it. You can actually pull poo, poo the pork right there, pull it apart, and then mix it with all the juices and it'll still be okay. So when I actually pulled it apart uh, and I mixed it with all its juices, I said, where's all the salt? So the stevia is so sweet, it actually neutralized all the salt flavor in there. Now the question is, is this still salvageable? Um, I think it is, because all I have to do is is create a salt brine with oil and then heat up the heat up the the poop pork and then slowly put some salt on there to basically counteract with the stevia. And uh, but I don't think I can fix the the uh the the smokeless, it has a very, very faint um flavor of smoke there. So I don't think I can fix that. I may even have to add, oh my God, liquid smoke to fix this. Oh, could you imagine? You're smoking something on your offset smoker for, you know, 11 hours, 12 hours, and you still have to add liquid smoke because you basically screwed it up. That's me. That's me. This won't happen again. You know, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime barbecue screw-up that this is a lesson well learned. And you know what? I hope it never happens. Knock on wood, you know, knock on wood or just knock on particle wood, I guess. Knock on wood that this never happens when I go professional. Because by God, like this is, if this happened professionally, I would throw this, you know, this, this, uh, this, this, uh, this, this, uh, this, uh pork shoulder out because this is not representative of the quality that I'm capable of putting out there. All right. So. On to the other thing, Uh, today I had, uh, well yesterday I had two weddings, one at 2.30 and one over at 6.30 and uh, yeah, Pitmaster Keith, he ended up uh, cruising with me. Now Pitmaster Keith, he's my only college friend, really, really close friend, best friend a guy could have. not a boyfriend, let you know. <laughs> I'm just coming, I'm completely straight. So if you think I'm gay and we're like a couple like that, that is 100% wrong. We're both straight. So, but, uh, you know, it's good to have like your best friend who lives just right down the street from you. And uh, this guy has been through every single, I guess, click that I've been with and always been my trustworthy sidekick. And, you know, if you have a friend who's that trustworthy, it's really, really a blessing. I think everyone should have a sidekick like Keith, um, you know. I, I, I don't know what I did to deserve a sidekick like that, but he's there when I need him and all that kind of stuff. And he's there for my barbecue company in the future. And even there as a screenwriter, which is so cool. So, uh, and uh, I really depend on him, you know, for my screenwriting too. I didn't depend on him when I was beginning, but now I realize the, the genius in him because this dude reads two books a week. And, you know, he used to play dungeons and dragons all the time. So he knows his characters and he, he used to play all these Marvel, like magic card games and all that. I think that had to do with Marvel. So, what do you do is you create your own superhero powers. So he's actually created the antagonist for a lot of my a lot of my scripts. The actual antagonist that you've never heard about before. These powers are like just beyond, like what I, even what I could dream up of. And I did add context to it, and the science behind of it. But you know, where would you go without you know someone laying that foundation, right? You know, good advice can come from anyone. You know, even a person, especially a person who's not really in the field. So, you know, you know, Pitmaster Keith is not really a screenwriter, yet he knows, you know, all about this stuff like that, right? And uh, you know, Pitmaster Keith doesn't have an MBA, but he is going to become my business partner for my barbecue company. You know, just can't do it without the dude. So, Anyway, which movie did we see? So we saw, you know, he actually, while I was doing the, um, the weddings, this guy jumped in the ocean. And, and uh, while I was doing the weddings, and he jumped in the ocean over at, at Ko'olina, which is great, but he didn't jump in the ocean over at Magic Island because the water there tends to be a little, little dirtier. I have to agree with that. He, that's what he told me because there's a lot of tourists and they just jump in the water there and they make poop in the water, you know? There's a lot of pee and poop over there at Magic Island. I would never jump in the water there sometimes because when there's a lot... I'm not sure what it is with tourists. They like to pee in our ocean. You know, it's a little warm. It shouldn't be that warm. <laughs> I'm just telling you. So we saw this movie um, uh, this, this night. I think I think this last night. It's called Chaos Walking. And it stars uh, Tom Holland. In case you don't know who Tom Holland is, that's the Spider-Man guy. You know, the Spider-Man kid and all that. And um, I, I like him. He plays a good Spider-Man. And then it also stars Daisy Ridley. That's Rey from Star Wars. And, uh, but she's blonde in this. So the entire premise is that, uh, Earth for some reason is like sucks. They don't give a reason why it sucks. And they've sent two big ships over to, over to a planet, a distant planet where I guess human life can exist. And so now they, they basically sent over two big, um, two big ships and one ship arrived first and they they colonized it and that's the the um, party that Tom Holland actually had uh, uh actually had uh, arrived on and then Daisy Ridley comes i guess their their ship is following close behind and they arrive maybe shortly after now when Tom Holland's uh, ship arrives they find out that the men for some reason their thoughts and their inner feelings can be broadcasted on this like personal airwave that people can hear and actually physically see. So it looks like this thought cloud, kind of like in Garfield or like a thought bubble, except and and basically people like can see and hear what you're thinking. So if you think about like say, Oh, I, I love, you know, I, I love this Philly cheesesteak sandwich, and that Philly cheesesteak sandwich will literally manifest itself into an image around your head in this thought bubble and your voice will actually come out and say, wow, I really love Philly cheesesteak sandwiches and there may be an image of you actually eating it. And um, so Tom Holland lives in this like, I guess world where only men, not the women, can have their thoughts broadcasted. So they have to watch what they think. Now what happens is that uh, for some reason, Tom Holland's colony, there's no women there. It's only dudes. It's like the hugest, hugest sausage fest ever. And and, uh, I'm not sure what happened, but in the beginning they say aliens had had killed all of their, um, all of the people there. I mean, not all of the people, all of the women there, right? And uh, that's what Tom Holland believes, right? But uh, the truth is revealed later. Oh, wait, by the way, spoilers. So by the, you know, you shouldn't watch this movie. So it's okay to listen to the spoilers, okay? Just keep listening. (laughs) Sorry about that. So anyway, Tom Holland, he finds out that the women were actually murdered by the men because the men got kind of neurotic and they say, hey, we can't read your thoughts and you can read ours. It's not really fair. So they ended up killing all the women. Now, lo and behold, Daisy Ridley, you know, she comes with her new, I guess, ship and then she crash lands, I think on a on a research mission, she crash lands on top of their planet and, um, and then uh, Tom Holland saves her and then basically takes her back to her colony. And, of course, it's a woman. Like, oh, my God, it's, it's a woman. And it's also Daisy Ridley, who's a really pretty woman. On top of that, she's a blonde bombshell. I mean, she's a very pretty one, right? And now this huge, like, I guess, huh, chasing erupts. And, and it's, it's basically, you know, Daisy Ridley is now, I guess, on the run because the, Tom Holland and his colony basically wants, they want to kill her because she's a woman that's that's the only reason why they're they're, you know she's a woman they want to kill her and um tom holland finds out the truth that the colony that the colony that he's part of are actually very evil and the men there are just very crazy and uh and that's the story (laughs) that's really the story of course at the end and like you know the good guys end up winning but that's it that's really really it's not much of a story And uh, these thought bubbles, they get kind of irritating. I did fall asleep, like maybe in the first act, the first 10, 15 minutes. It does move a little slow, but maybe I was a little tired. Uh, Pitmaster Keith, he did say it was a little slow. Um, And I think on, let me take a look here, on IMDB, it got a 5.7 out of 10. And I think on the Metacritic, it got a 38, which I don't think, I'm not sure if that's 38 out of 100, but... It's red. It's a red 38. So I don't think that, that doesn't sound good. That sounds like a very low grade. So, um, anyway, it's, uh, I wouldn't waste your money. It's not worth, you know, going to the theater or maybe risking COVID to, to watch this movie. I think there's a lot of other better movies to risk getting COVID for. Um, the theaters were empty, by the way. Um, my, I'm kind of bummed they didn't have gelato there. I really wanted gelato over there, but, uh, Yeah, at this theater, they have, they used to have gelato, and then for five bucks, they would just scoop in like gelato into this, like maybe a medium sized cup that would just over, overfill, be overfill like this huge hump of just gelato, and it would just get on your hands and everything. But it, it was great. It was really great. I think it was for five bucks, maybe even four bucks, but. I really miss those uh, high calorie days. (laughs) So, and uh, I asked the the kid that are working there, I said, hey, are you going to get the gelato back? And he's like, I don't know. I hope so. So anyway, that's it for the, I guess, first act of my podcast. Second act coming up, I want to talk about this editorial article about uh, COVID, 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 COVID again. But it triggered me. And uh, I want to just, I'm going to read it. And uh, while I read it, I'm going to do some commentary on it because uh, I just want to say the same. I want to give my two cents, right? And unfortunately, unfortunately, I can't give my two cents on COVID. I mean, on Facebook about COVID anymore because, uh, whatever I do, Facebook just pulls down that article that I write, the post that I write. I mean, someone's watching me, whatever I post, because as soon as I post something about COVID, it's gone. And then I'll get a letter from like Facebook saying, your post you know, basically goes against our community standards. What, are you, what is your community standards? All I'm saying is that you know, there's no trace testing and everything like that. Trace testing doesn't can tell whether or not you know, the people who were infected were, were wearing masks or not. So why can't we ask that question? Why can't we know of those who were infected because we're doing trace testing, how many of them were wearing masks? that would tell us whether or not the mask would work, correct? So if they've said, hey, you went to this restaurant and everybody was wearing masks, that means the mask apparently don't work. So why can't we do that? Why can't we ask that? Because the answer is, is that more than likely, the reason why this number is being hidden from us, because, well, people who are getting infected right now are wearing masks. I think the CDC came out with a stat saying that close to 95% of the new infections they're all wearing masks. And if you are a mask wearer out there, that's fine. But I'll just let you know, when you wear a mask because this is pre-COVID, when you wear a mask, it, it is one incident. You wear a mask per incident, per project. For example, you work on one, one patient, you wear one mask. you don't keep wearing that mask, and you throw it away. You know, you paint one house, you're going to wear that thing for one house, and you're going to throw it away. What you don't do is wear it the whole day. You don't wear it the whole day and you don't wash it. You can't wash this stuff off. You know, you you just can't do that. And for the fact that they're having you wear it all day, if there's COVID on top of there, now you're going to get more of a concentrated COVID going into you. That's really what it is. And by the way, there are more stats that show that people who actually wore masks and got infected got a higher concentration of COVID. Yes, the concentration of COVID actually counts. So... Anyway, it makes sense, right? You get COVID on top of the mask and you breathe it in all the time. Anyway, I'm going to cut the commercial because I've been talking way too long. I'm going to come back and then I'm going to complain about this article that I just read. All right? Because I need to get this off my chest. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So... If you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out.com. Okay, I'm back from that commercial break. I hope you didn't check out. I hope you still checked in. So, what's next? I'm going to be giving you my two cents on COVID. Yeah, more COVID, 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 because uh, it's on everyone's mind. You know, when I do my weddings, <laughs> when I do my weddings, nobody wears masks. I was talking to my minister today about wearing masks and social distancing. And my minister, all my ministers, there they are. They are like really close to the couples. They have their hands on top of them. They bless them. You know, they're not standing six feet apart. You know, they're not wearing masks. Our couples are not wearing masks. You know, the DOH, the Department of Health, wants our couples to wear masks and then kiss. They want to be like Kamala Harris and her husband. You know, Kamala Harris, I'm not sure if you've seen that video. Kamala Harris, she was wearing her mask with her husband, who's wearing a mask, and they kiss with the mask on. Isn't that crazy? You think they do that at night? I don't think so. And both of them are vaccinated. That's the most virtuous signaling I've ever seen. You know, let's just do it for the cameras, honey. Let's just make it like we're really being responsible. I swear, these democratic politicians, it's all about image. It's all about looking right. It's not about doing things that are right. It's about doing what you feel they feel makes you feel good. You know, that's all it is. So as long as they think you feel good, they'll do it. That's what, you know, Joe Biden is out there taking a knee out there saying, Oh, I'm going to take a knee like everyone else because I just want to get their vote. That's all he did. Is he still taking a knee now? He's still, he's not taking a knee. None. Not for you folks. He doesn't care. All right. So on to this article. All right. So this is a, ah, uh, it's an editorial article, right? One of the, one of the, uh, I guess, Locals here in Hawaii actually wrote in, and uh, I've never written into have I ever written into Star Bulletin or Star Advertiser? I'm not sure if I did or not, but uh, I'm not one to actually write it in, I'm really not one to write it in here because uh, you know, I, I don't think they would actually post it, I really don't, and secondly. I think I have my podcast and I want everything to be up to date and I have my Facebook, well not really Facebook anymore because they censor me, but you know, I have my audience that I want to talk to. So I have, a, I have a pretty big platform. Maybe not as big as our local news, but who knows. So let me start with this article or letter. So it starts off, we may not know enough about COVID-19 in Hawaii, but we know this, it's still not under control, but the vaccinations seem to be helping. Okay. I'm going to comment now. His comment that it says that it's still not under control is a bunch of baloney. All right, 85 to 95%, it's one or or the other. I think it's close to 95% of the elderly and vulnerable are all vaccinated right now. Most of the people who are getting infected are the youth and people like maybe 35 years or younger. Right now, there's no ICU beds that are being used in Hawaii. The hospitals are not overrun. There's not, you know you know their their hospitals are full but they're full of patients who have other ailments not covid all right so the elderly are safe right the the kids are safe the majority of people who are getting that va- who are getting infected are basically asymptomatic 35 year olds so when he says it's still not under control, but the, but the vaccinations seem to be helping. Is kind of contradictory in that thing. If it wasn't under control, that means the vacc the vaccinations would not be helping, right? But he he says here in the sentence, "It's still not under it's still not under control, but the vaccinations seem to be helping." You're contradicting yourself, buddy. Okay, on to what he's writing. Hawaii has done well on getting shots in the arms. The number of vaccinations of people sixteen and older is approaching fifty percent with more than 1.2 million shots given thus far. And the state appears on track to reach 70%, the low end of so-called herd immunity, in about a month with 80 to 85% in seven weeks, according to Hilton Rachel, president of the Healthcare Association of Hawaii. So, okay, so Hilton Rachel, the president of Healthcare Association of Hawaii doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. You don't get herd immunity just through vaccines. You also get it through natural infection. You also get it through asymptomatic infection. So people who never knew they got COVID, right? You can get, what do you call You can get the herd immunity through them. You can get it through the common code. And the common code, your body remembers the T-cell memories. And that has also proven to actually help actually to, to stop the spread of COVID. Not the antibodies, but the T-cell memory. On top of that, you know, we have – the the state appears to be on 70% of the – it's not all vaccinations. So they think we have to vaccinate all of our kids, everyone as much as possible. No, you don't. You don't have to have 80 to 85% of our population to be vaccinated to get herd immunity. Not whatsoever. And this is – if you ever take a look at our entire stats of Hawaii, we have have maybe zero deaths a lot of days. And then we have maybe one death. And these are like people who were, you know, I guess – I guess, diagnosed very detrimentally maybe about three or four months ago who are just dying right now, right? All right, on to what he's writing. Still, as the number of vaccinations steadily steadily increases, there is no corresponding steady decrease in the number of new positive cases on Oahu. So he's basically saying as vaccinations go up, well, you know, the new positive cases on Oahu are not going down. And the reason for that is that, again... It's all in context. They're just numbers. You know, there's much more than just numbers. Like, for example, if we take a look at a quarterback who has a high interception rate, right? We can't just look at that high interception rate and say, well, it's all in the quarterback because most of the, most of the time it's not. Did the receiver run the wrong route? Did the line block? What happened? Was it all of the quarterback's fault? Right? Was it a tip ball? But the stat only goes toward the quarterback. So if you just take a look at the quarterback, um, I guess uh, his stat is, oh, he threw you know, 10 inter- interceptions, recall, this year, right? Last year, he only threw four. So he's actually twice as bad. But if you take a look into there, if you take a look into the stat, well, basically you find out something different. This guy here is only worried about the stats. He goes on. On Thursday, the state reported 99 additional cases on Oahu. On Friday, it was 82. In early March, the number was as low as eight. The seven-day average of Oahu cases per day had been slowly creeping up after cratering in late February, according to the Department of Health's COVID tracking website. So basically, say, back you know in March and everything, it was actually very, very low. This is during the lockdowns. Well, yeah, of course, you're locking everything down. Of course, it's not going to spread, right? But this is a very highly contagious disease. So, you know, it will spread and it will spread to the vulnerable very, very easily. That's why we actually had locked down. He's actually kind of saying things were better before. So still, I'm reading again. Still, the numbers are a marked improvement from the beginning of the year when only 1% of the state's population was vaccinated. 207 cases on Oahu reported on January 5th We've been well below that number ever since. It's very, very true. So it's 207. Now we're at half of that. And the thing is that the question is that who is getting vaccinated? Who is getting vaccinated? And then the other question is who is getting infected? He's not even talking about that. It's in this context that Mayor Rick Blangerini plots the city's next step in easing restrictions put in place to control the pandemic. This week, he announced that the city would remain in tier three for at least four more weeks. Even though based on this case numbers, the current system calls for a return to a more restrictive and constructive tier two. So this guy is all in favor of locking down. If we go back into tier two, that closes down, that closes down most weddings out there. That closes down most businesses. Back into tier two, we're back over here, we're watching Netflix at home. This guy's nuts. All right. We're not going to go back to that. So he continues. In fact, in fact, Mayor Blangerini wants to revamp the tier system entirely to take into account the number of vaccinations administered. While the details are still under wraps, Blangerini has discussed increasing the maximum number of cases allowed in Tier 3 from 49 to as many as 120. (laughs) So he's mad. This guy's mad. Like many Honolulu residents, Blangerini has been eager to move on from the mandates that have severely restricted access to public venues and activities, from bars to churches, from weddings to funerals. And and the mayor's latest discussions is wrong. Returning to Tier 2 would force businesses to shrink, outdoor sports to shut down, and social gatherings to get smaller. Even though, even though the health landscape has changed significantly, there's also no guarantee that the public now accustomed to more freedom would comply in the absence of a clear and present danger. Okay, so this guy's calling COVID, COVID right now a clear and present danger when most of your vulnerable are already vaccinated. Even so, an abundance of caution is warranted. The more contagious variants of COVID 19 have already reached Hawaii, a new double mutant strain. First found in Mumbai, India, has reached California and could make its way here, according to Dr. Edward Desmond of the State Laboratory Division, who reported the strain last month. The best way forward remains essentially the same as it was in the beginning: lock down, wear your mask, keep your distance, wash your hands, stay home, and most importantly, get fully vaccinated as soon as possible. We haven't won yet, and we mean and we may never will. Okay. <laughs> so, so as you can see, this guy's completely pro-lockdown. I'm not sure what type of job he has. I'm not sure who he is. I I would think I would like to know who this guy is or who this woman is to actually, you know, view their opinion in direct context. But apparently they're for lockdowns. They're apparently for, um, you know, you know, shutting down Hawaii, shutting down businesses, uh, you know, there's and shutting down schools, you know, taking youth sports away from there. You know, the kids who are not vulnerable at all, you know, You know, know, I guess bring them back home. You know, businesses like mine, shut it down. (laughs) Be broke again. Everyone, let's be broke together. Let's watch Netflix together. This just, blood just shoots out of my eyes when I just read this. It is just horrible. My opinion, this dude here, woman here, whoever wrote it, they're just smoking a little too much Kool-Aid or whatever it is. They're sniffing too much Kool-Aid, you know, the and the liberal Kool-Aid. they're sniffing too much of the liberal Kool-Aid. Why don't we just say that? And because you know what? COVID is basically a thing of the past right now. It really really is. It really is. <laughs> there's so little people who actually die of COVID here in Hawaii. 10 There's there, we have more people who have, who have actually died from car accidents in the last couple of weeks. More people who have died from diabetes, heart attacks, cancer, you know, a lot of things right now, motorcycle accidents, um, than actual COVID. COVID is a thing that we should not really have to worry about, especially if you got the vaccine. The vaccines definitely work. Uh, well, the ones we have, right? The Pfizer is really good. Then Moderna is really good. These mRNA vaccines are really good. Are they safe? That's the question, right? I think it's two different questions, right, when you talk about the vaccines. Are they effective and are they safe? I think they're effective. I really think they're effective. Are they safe in the long term? Well, we'll see. We'll really, really have to see. Uh, today, by the way, I was talking to a lot of my couples and, uh, about wearing a mask, and I told them, uh, you really don't have to wear a mask in Hawaii if you can distance yourself six feet away from um someone, and uh, that's basically the rules. And um, on the airplane when they were when they were arriving, uh, they had the I guess the the they had heard the audio that said that basically you have to wear your mask outdoors at all times in Hawaii. That is a flat out lie. As long as you, as long as you can social distance yourself six feet away from someone, you don't have to wear your mask. And that's basically most of the time when you're outside. Now, to be quite honest, Keith and I, Pitmaster Keith and I, we did like, what do you call like, you know, kind of push the envelope today of not wearing a mask inside the mall. Uh, we have an outdoor, uh, mall here in Hawaii and we didn't wear a mask. Uh, the mall was closed. And people were still walking around. And a lot of tourists weren't wearing their mask either. And it's really interesting because when you see no maskers versus maskers, all the people who don't wear a mask, we're all kind of on the same page. We, go, we see each other and kind of like give a nod to each other and say, hey, you know what? You know, enjoy the freedom. You know, enjoy not wearing a mask. And again, where is the science that actually says the mask works? There is no science. In fact, there's science that says that it doesn't work. Trust me. If it worked, I would wear that thing. I would wear that thing like you wouldn't believe. Now, here's the other thing. Under the state of Hawaii, under the state of Hawaii's mandate, their emergency mandate, I actually don't have to wear the mask. Why? Well, it's because I have asthma, and as asthma, I do have. Um, I guess a lower capacity. I guess a smaller capacity to actually breathe. You know, I I don't. I don't have that. I I can't take a deep breath like everyone else out there. There's some tests that I actually took where I I you're supposed to blow this little like like thing at the to the end of this uh this tester. I forgot. You just you put your mouth on the end of this thing. You just blow, and I can't even move that thing. And you're supposed to be able to move it all the way to the end. And I just don't have that breath where I can just exhale all my air and make this thing just move. So that's how bad my asthma is um it's not that I'm wheezing I think my lung my lung capacity isn't that great so that's why I love it when I go road cycling uh I actually take two sprays of my asthma spray uh the the um uh, the uh, albuterol and then um I'm good to go and i think I can take these really deep breaths that usually I never you know i i, I never i guess I'm not used to right so when i'm Planning to ride up hills, I usually take like a few puffs and, you know, it, it does a really good job. It's funny though, <laughs> when you watch the Tour de France and you watch like uh, all those um, really good riders, uh, road bikers, everybody there has asthma because they just love taking the spray. I think the majority of people don't have asthma. And if you take the spray when you're like healthy, it it, op- it opens up your airwaves even more. I can tell you, when I when I take it, I can just go up these hills like nothing. Okay, so anyway... That's it for my podcast for today. Uh, I guess there'll be more people like this in the future who just commentate about like mask wearing, mask wearing, mask wearing, lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. But what can you do, right? This is like the left, the people on the left have just basically been brainwashed into like living with fear. I mean, they're so fearful. I mean, you, could, you can go on the freeway down here in Hawaii and, and you're like, like me and I got yelled at for not wearing a mask in a car. Driving by myself, windows up, there's a lady pulls up to the side of me and tells me to wear my mask when I'm in my car, driving alone. Are you kidding me, right? But what do you know? You know, the funniest thing i ever seen before was uh, this guy pulls up into the parking lot, right? This this motorcyclist, and he takes off his helmet and he's wearing a mask. Well, thank God he's wearing a mask. Then he takes down his mask and he lights a cigarette. (laughs) Really? That's really being safe. (laughs) Thank God you don't catch COVID, but maybe you'll catch lung cancer. All right, everyone. I am out of here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you like me, subscribe to me. If you don't, that's okay. You can always still subscribe to me and then get triggered on every single thing that I say.